Amen. God is good. Good, good Father. But what about when life is not good? And when bad things happen, is God still good? Yes, He is. So, we're going to look at that a little bit today as we look at week two, the goodness of God. <clears throat> now, there's a, in your notes, in your, if you have your bulletin notes, it says here on the very front that there's a battle, a battle within each of us. Um, and that battle is really at the core of it. It is the question, is God good? And, and really, it, it's, it's a heart issue. It's a heart struggle because, you know, when we completely surrender our heart to Him, uh, we, we, we understand God is good. And some people call that uh, surrender. When we surrender our heart to Him, others call it being all in. I'm all in with Him. Or totally committed. Now, Jesus says it this way, that we, that, that, that we come to Him, we pick up our cross daily, we, 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 we deny ourselves and we follow Him. We deny ourselves. And I think that's the part where we kind of get confused. That we, 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 we know God is good, but we also, we, we, boy, we don't want to deny ourselves. <laughs> and whenever we do have to deny ourselves, and we have to ask, is God really good? I mean, if God was really good, He'd answer all of my prayers. He'd give me all that I want. Kind of like the vending machine video we saw last week. Well, God is good, and He does want to give you good gifts. And he does want to bless you, and he does want to shower your love. And as, as Daniel said in his prayer, you know, he does give those, the best uh, daddy hugs that you can have. All those things are true. In fact, I want to show you um, a, a, a scripture here in just a moment. Because that, that's the battle of, of answering whether or not God is good. But you see, the barrier is this. That there's an entire world system out that we live in that's completely opposed to the idea that God is good. It's, it's constantly drawing our heart away from the things of God and drawing our heart to the things of this world. And we, we tend to fall in love with the things of this world more than the things of God. And that's the reason he says that so many times in his word, not to... to to fall in love with the things of this world, but to fall in love with Him. And the breakthrough comes whenever we're able to say, yes, God is good. No matter what, God is still good. No matter if I get the things of this world or not, God is still good. You have to forgive me. I know my throat sounds kind of like Kermit the Frog this morning, but you just... Just, just, just look past the, the voice and, and, and hear the message from God today. Because even though uh, my, my voice is scratchy, God is still good. Amen. So look, look, let's think about this scripture. Psalms 145, verses 7 and 9, 8 and 9. says, they celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. 
Listen, the Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. Did, did you, you get that part? The Lord is good to all. That, that includes you. That includes you on your bad day, on your good day. That inclu includes you on when, when life is, is just um, really rotten to you. How about this? Psalms 84, 11. <clears throat> it says, for the Lord, is, the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. He, that last part, no good thing. No good thing does he withhold from you. So in your notes on the inside of your bulletin, we'll, we'll see that it has a section there that says, defining the goodness of God. That goodness of God is revealed to Moses, and it takes you through the story of Moses. We're going to look at just some of those passages, just real quickly. You see, because Moses has a request. <clears throat> just as many of you maybe have a request of God. And the request is this. God, would you show me your glory? God, would you let me see you? Let me see your glory, your, your, your goodness. And God promises, I will show you my goodness. I'll show you my glory. I'll let my goodness pass before you. But see, there's a problem. And that is that God is holy, as we said last week. He's perfect. He's, he, he, he's, his way is not our ways. His, his thoughts are not our thoughts. He's so perfect and so holy that human eyes can't even look upon him. The Bible says if we do, we know it would, would die. So that's a problem. How's God going to show his glory and still be kind to Moses? I mean, we all want to see him. We all just said before, hey, last week, if, if I could just see God, man, if I could just see him. So the Bible says here, Exodus 34, 5 through 7, then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with him, proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaimed the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God. Slow to anger, abounding in love, faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, forgiving wickedness, rebelling, rebellion and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generation. What does God do? He, he does something very kind and very loving and very good. That is, he wraps himself in a cloud. <clears throat> and then in that cloud, he comes and he shows himself so that Moses can see his goodness. And Moses is able to see, you see, that, that, that is kind and benevolent and loving. See, last week we looked at the vending machine video. 
And we learn that God's not a cosmic uh, um, um, vending machine, not a, just a, a, a genie you can rub the lamp and he can give you whatever you want. You're the most popular, you're the star athlete, you're the whatever. You've got riches, you've got thousands and thousands of friends. He, he does want to give you good gifts, but he knows what's best for you. Just as Moses here, he said, I, I, I'm going to give you, I'm going to let you see my goodness, but I'm going to do it in a way that it's best for you. We have to trust God in that. If God is really good, and God is really loving and compassionate, we have to trust God, because he knows what's best for us. So I, I want you real quickly to watch this video. Most of the time, life works out just the way it's supposed to, right? But every once in a while, something bad happens, and it all gets messed up. Suddenly, it becomes hard to see what's coming, and everything gets a little scarier. And we wonder, why did God let that happen? But you know what the Bible says about that? That God knows how to make good things come from bad things. You know why? Because God is good, and He loves to give us good things. The Bible says He is always working in the background, working making sense of everything for those who love Him. So what do you do when life goes wrong? Do you blame God? Will you trust him? Remember, even when things go wrong, God wants the best for us. He is always generous, kind, and caring. This is something we should never, ever forget. God is good.
God is good. Have you ever asked the question, why, why did God let this happen? We, I, I've asked that question this week, you know, probably a couple of times. Wednesday night, we heard some bad news of an auto accident. Thursday night, we heard of another one. Both times, I thought, God, why? And then I remembered this message we're working on. God, God is good. Even when bad circumstances happen, we have to just trust God and understand that God is good. Sometimes bad things happen. Bad, bad things that doesn't make sense happen. The Bible says that it rains on the just and the unjust. We live in a world that bad things happen and we just have to trust that God loves us. A quote from, from A.W. Tozer real quick. He said that the goodness of God is that which disposes him to be kind, cordial, benevolent, and of quick sympathy. By his nature, he is inclined to bestow blessedness. He takes holy pleasure in the happiness of his people. He really does want to give us good things. No, 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 not like a vending machine, but like a father. Father who loves you, who wants to bless you. And so in your notes, there's a, on the inside, there's a few blanks that I want to help you fill in. <clears throat> Some of the ways he does that is, number one is through natural blessings. We can all probably think of ways that God's blessed us. We've got health. We've got family. Sitting in an air conditioner, uh, air conditioned building, padded pews. That many of you can take a nap on. I mean, it's just it's a what a blessedness. I'll let you look up these scriptures as kind of a homework for sake of time, but also not only through natural blessings, but also through specific deliverance. Here in Psalms 107, it, <clears throat> the psalmist takes you through different times when God has delivered him. And, and I'm sure that if you thought about it, you'd see times when God has not only blessed you, but also delivered you, been good to you. Sometimes God delivers me from me. I'm my worst enemy. Just spend some few mo a few moments in your prayer time thinking about the blessings God's given you and thinking about the ways he's delivered you from, from circumstances. There's many times we don't know how many times he's kept us from being one of the ones that's had a wreck running off the road or being struck by a drunk driver. We, we don't know how many times God has delivered us. Also, and you know it's number three, also, <clears throat> he's good and shows his goodness through his son, Jesus. Through his son, Jesus. In fact, Jesus is the proof of God's goodness. The proof of God's goodness. 
Look here in your notes. Romans 5, 8. <clears throat> but God demonstrated his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Do you get that? The way that he proves his love to us is that he gave his son to die for us. And he did that while you were still sinners. He didn't say, hey, you clean yourself up and then I'll give my son. No, no. While we were still sinners, he knew you were sinful. He knew you didn't deserve it. He knew you would never deserve it. And yet he gave his son to prove his love, to buy you back, to purchase you. Wow, I can't imagine. And then we say, does God really love us? If, if I gave my child, my only child, if I gave my child for you to save your life, and then let's say years later I didn't help you get a job, would it really be fair to say, well, you really don't love me. You didn't help me get a job. No, but I gave my child to die. I gave up my only child for you to spare your life. That's how we treat God sometimes. Oh, you didn't help me win that ball game. You let something bad happen to me. You let me get sick. Let my loved one die. Do you really love me? He gave his son for you. Yes, he loves you. These two ideas, the grace of God and the mercy of God. Grace is receiving something good when, even when you don't deserve it. That's, that's God being gracious to you. And mercy is not receiving the punishment that we do deserve. And the goodness of God says, hey, you deserve to be forever separated from me. You deserve to burn in hell. It's kind of blunt. That's exactly the truth. That's what we deserve. He doesn't give us that. Rather, he says, I'm going to give my son. I'm going to give you grace. I'm going to be good to you and merciful to you. And, and I, I'm going to give you a chance to be my son and my, my daughter and my child. Jesus is proof of God's goodness. And not only that, but the next one, Jesus is the guarantee of future goodness. Jesus is the guarantee of future goodness. Your, the scripture here in your notes, <clears throat> Romans 8, 32, he did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us. How will he not also with him freely give us all things? I mean, hey, listen, hey, he gave his son for you? He loves you so much he gives his son for you? Do you not think he also wants to give you other blessings? The answer is yes. I mean, hey, if, if I loved you enough to give my only child for you, I think I also love you enough to maybe help you out whenever you have a little depression whenever you're struggling, whenever your heart's broken? Yes. If I love you enough to give my child for you, I also love you enough to do other things for you. God loves us that much. 
Remember the verses that we opened with. It says, they celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he's made. And in Psalms 84, the Lord, is, the Lord God is the sun and the shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. One of my personal favorite, Psalms 37, 4, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Wow, he wants to give you the desires of your heart because he's good, because he loves you. Just as a good, good father loves and gives, he's our heavenly father. So how should we respond to that? When we think about God's goodness, how should we respond to that? On the back side of your page, your notes. First of all, we should repent. Repent and receive God's great, greatest and good gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ. Romans 2, 4 says, Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, the forbearance, the patience, and real, not realizing, listen, that God's kindness is intended to lead you why is God good to us? Because it's intended to lead you to repentance. God blesses you. He has mercy on you. He offers grace to you. He gives you good gifts like, hey, the air that we breathe, that's a pretty good gift, isn't it? You know? Food to eat. Just another heartbeat. Your heart could quit beating any moment, but he lets your heart continue to beat. He's good, good, good to us. All those goodnesses and good blessings are intended for you to be drawn to him in repentance. One of the scriptures that we looked at earlier, the last part says, yeah, he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generation. Yes, God is good, but he also punishes sin. He is good, but he's called you to repent. Those goodnesses is called, is, is there to draw you to him, to show you his love. But make no mistake, he does punish sin. So the next thing on your list, <clears throat> number one is repent. Number two, to surrender your life and your future fully to the Lordship of Christ. Surrender your life to him. Romans 12, 1 says that we should offer ourselves as living sacrifices. Surrender ourselves to him. In other words, we say, yes, Lord. Earlier, Daniel had to raise your hands and didn't, didn't kill anyone in here to raise your hands. But when we raise our hands, if someone came to you at the gun and you say, whoa, I give up, 
When you worship God, when you surrender to Him, that's all you're doing is saying, hey, I, I give up. I, I'm not trying to control things, God. I, I give up. Some of you need to give some things up to God today. And you need to say, yes, God, you're good. The Bible says I'm not good. I'm, I give up to the one who is good. Then the next thing is that we claim God's promise that you will never miss out on any good thing as long as you live. <clears throat> How can we know that we will never miss out on any good thing? Does that mean that no bad things will ever happen to you? No, no. It means that even in the midst of those bad things that happen, called life, called circumstances, that even in the midst of those, we still know that God's got goodness for us. We're going to enjoy God. We're going to enjoy His presence. We know that greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world. You see, the Bible says that if we delight ourselves in the Lord, He'll give you the desires of your heart. The qualifying statement in there is that we delight ourselves in Him. Then He delights Himself in us. We saw last week that God has been seeking us from the foundation of the earth. He's, he, he's been seeking you since the moment you were born. And He wants you to seek Him back. He wants you to seek Him with hunger and passion and thirst. He wants to see, He wants you to see that He's good. Because he says, when you seek him, that you'll find him. And he says that whenever you hunger and thirst for him, that you will be satisfied with him. So today, I just want to remind you also, the Bible says that he, he says to draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Is he calling you today to draw near to him? Is he calling you today to repent? to surrender, to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I, 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 whatever you're calling me to do, I say yes. Would you come this morning and claim those promises and say, yes, God, I know you're good. And I know that you've been searching for me and seeking for me and calling me. And yes, Lord, you're good. Yes, Lord, the Bible says I'm not good. That any goodness in this world comes from you. God, I need you. Would you come do that this morning? You think about that as we pray. Father, thank you for today. We love you. Father, we praise you. God, we worship you, God. Father, we ask you, God. Father, we may just say yes today. Yes, Lord. Yes, you're good. And Father, help us to experience that goodness today. Help us to see and to, to live in that goodness. To respond to that goodness by surrendering our lives to you. Turning from our old life and turning to you. Father, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together this morning.